This is Scott Hamilton of Liam News. Welcome to another episode of 10 Minutes About. Today, we talk 10 minutes about the Boeing Board of Directors. Last week, Boeing announced that two members of the board, Arthur Collins and Susan Schwab, will retire at the end of their terms in April. No replacements have been named yet. Earlier, Ambassador Nikki Haley resigned over policy differences related to the COVID Crisis Cares Act. Haley was not replaced. More recently, Carolyn Kennedy resigned from the board and she was replaced by the former CEO of the accounting firm KMBG. Boeing's 12-member board is heavy on representatives from the defense and finance industries. It has ex-politicians, pharmaceuticals, and communications members. But other than Lawrence Kellner, who is actually from the airline industry, there's nobody representing commercial aviation, manufacturing, design, engineering, or production. Important, too, is the fact that CEO David Calhoun is 65 in April 2022. This is Boeing's mandatory retirement age. Who will succeed him? There's been no hint from Boeing about a succession plan. With me today to discuss these issues is LNA's Brian Corliss. In addition to covering labor issues for LNA, Brian was the aerospace reporter for many years for the Everett Herald covering Boeing. He was also spokesman for the International Association of Machinists District 751, which is Boeing's Touch Labor Union. With this introduction, the clock is now ticking. Brian, what's your take on the board of directors and its makeup? You know, the uh, current board of directors would make perfect sense to me if Boeing was a pure play defense contractor. They've got a lot of people who have background in defense. Uh, they've got good corporate um, corporate leadership in terms of CFOs and, and finance types. But uh, as we've talked about before, you and I, um, they just don't have anybody with, with any kind of experience actually building and designing airplanes. And I think that's been a problem for them for for a good decade. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And, and in the wake of the MAX crisis, Boeing had created this aviation safety committee at the board level. But... The leader of that committee was a retired rear admiral uh, of, of nuclear uh, technology, not an aviation safety guy. There really wasn't somebody other than uh, Larry Kellner, who was an airline guy, on that safety board. And it, it just really struck me as odd that you don't have somebody with engineering background in commercial aviation or a production background or uh, maybe a, a pilot of the caliber of Sullenberger, who was the hero pilot of U.S. Air, right. 1549. Yeah. Uh, Boeing is more about finance, defense, and politics at the board level than it is about uh, commercial aviation. There's been nobody on the board since Phil Condit, uh, who came from Boeing Commercial Aviation, uh, Boeing Commercial Airplanes, I should say, or its sphere. Considering uh, BCAs historically represents 40% of the revenues and profits. You got to wonder why this is really so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, me, Steve Hazy, Tim Clark, you know, we're all saying the same thing. Boeing really needs some change in leadership from the top if it's going to change culture to, to stay relevant. And, you know, I, I think about it. The only thing that I can think of preventing Boeing from having somebody like this on their board is that you know it, it's hard the, the industry is small it's consolidated it's it's not a really wide 
ranging group of people who, who have the qualifications we're talking about. And it could be they just have a hard time finding someone who is is not already a customer or a competitor or, or a client uh, who could be a truly independent member to, to sit on that board. But, okay, so that said, they really need to find someone. They, I think that there's a big problem with the fact that, you know, if you don't have your own independent expertise in commercial aerospace and somebody comes to you and presents a, 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 you know, a nice PowerPoint presentation on this is what we're going to do and this is how it's going to work, you don't have your own independent expertise to fall back on to ask questions and, and poke holes and, and make, the, make the presenter defend what their, what their presentation is. And I think, that, I think that's playing a role or has been playing a role in, in some of the decisions we've seen over the last decade or, or so. Well, as, as the MAX crisis unfolded, I had written a column on Lehim News suggesting somebody like a, a Chesley Sellenberg be mm -hmm. brought on board and either as a board replacement or as an expanded board. Of course, Boeing did not do that. I also suggested, and, and in, in the context of Boeing's executive office uh, philosophy in Chicago, it would be blasphemy, but that they ought to bring somebody in from the SPIA union who knows engineering and somebody from IAM 751 who knows production. But I think... Mm -hmm. uh, I, I would used to say hell would freeze over or Texas would freeze over before that would happen. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> you know, yeah. But I still don't and, expect Boeing to take those steps. Yeah. And I don't want to make light of what happened in Texas because uh, we have some friends down there who have gone through some really, really tough times. And I'm glad to say that they're all coming through it okay. But uh, man, what a mess. But um, yeah, I mean, Europe does that. The European uh, uh, manufacturers, uh, not necessarily Airbus, but um, uh, you know, uh, the European automakers all have employee representatives on, on their boards of directors. So it's not like you're, you're proposing something, you know, like a, that's totally unheard of in the world. It could work. But, uh, you know, this getting too close to the employees is, is not the GE way of running things. Um, employees are labor costs to be to be held down um, and assets to be exploited not necessarily partners to to work with well and and that's that's certainly true uh, one of the things that aside from my long-standing criticism of the makeup of the Boeing board of directors and the the lack of, of representation from Seattle if you will hmm. uh, we, we didn't have much of a succession plan going with anybody at uh, Boeing Commercial Airplanes. Uh, you, you had people coming over from the defense side when crises demanded a, a change in the CEO level at BCA. You had Dennis Muhlenberg basically being forced on Jim McNerney. But then when, Jim, uh, when Muhlenberg was fired, Calhoun, an insider by anybody's definition except his, uh, was named CEO. But what I've been hearing from the Wall Street analysts, there currently is not a succession plan for David Calhoun. Again, he'll be 65 in April of 2022. Now, obviously, Boeing isn't going to blab about this, but it's not something that can be kept secret either. So who, who might be potential successors to Calhoun? Yeah, and that's a good question, and I hope they're working it <laughs> internally. 
there are three obvious uh, internal candidates, right? I mean, you've got Stan Deal, who's the current um, head of BCA. You've got um, Leanne Carre, who is president of the Defense Division. And then you've got Greg Smith, who is kind of running as the de facto you know, COO of Boeing right now. He's in charge of pretty much everything. Uh, his title is Executive Vice President of Enterprise Operations, and then he's the CFO. Well, in my conversations with Wall Street analysts, they rule out Leanne Karen. They're not really impressed with her. Um, you know, she can say whatever she wants to about her own qualifications, but the aerospace analysts I talk to don't think very highly of her. Uh, you have Stan Deal, as you mentioned, but I think the question with Stan is, uh, who, by the way, has been totally invisible since he became CEO of BCA, is, is he well-rounded enough? You know, he doesn't seem to have any defense experience, as Leanda has no commercial experience. Right. Um, interestingly enough, the Wall Street analysts that I talk to don't think that Greg Smith is going to be in the running. Uh, Interesting for reasons that I really don't fully understand, but that's what they tell me. A name that comes up as far as an internal candidate is concerned is Mark Allen, who, who uh, was heading up the uh, Embraer Boeing joint venture process on behalf of Boeing and was gonna, I, I believe, have a, uh, a chairman's role or something like that if the JV had gone through. And Mark has been around doing strategic planning and, and a variety of other things. But he's the only internal candidate that I hear that that could well be in the running to, to be the next CEO of the Boeing company. Uh, externally, uh, I haven't heard any names. Uh, I, I know that a while back you were doing some Bedtime reading, if you will, and, and trying yeah. to think about who that might be. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah, I. Um, there are a couple of people, and and, and for me, what I want to hear is I want to hear Boeing come up with a narrative saying, "Hey, we're going to go back to what made us great. We're going to get an engineer to run this company." And Boeing used to have a type for its CEO. It was a, a, a an MBA excuse me, it was an engineer with an MBA. So I was looking around for people like that. And I found a couple that were outside the company. Uh, one of them is uh, Mike Madsen, who is uh, currently president of the uh, uh, aerospace division for Honeywell, president and CEO. He's got a good background in the supply chain. He's run old big business units. He would be the kind of guy that I would be looking at. Um, and he's got a BS in aerospace engineering and an MBA from Duke, which is a really good university. I've also kind of intrigued by um, Michael Dumais, who's uh, got the title of Chief, Chief Transformation Officer at Raytheon. Uh, again, same same kind of a background, uh, an engineer with, uh, uh, with, the, with the MBA background. Well, it's going to be really interesting over the next uh, uh, year, really, uh, to see where this goes. And, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see who uh, the board puts up to fill these two board seats and who's going to fill or succeed uh, succeed um, um, David Calhoun. So, so um, 
I, that's it. If you might be able to hear my clock uh, telling me it's <laughs> time's up. So yeah. thanks very much, Brian. Appreciate it. You bet. Talk to you later, Scott. Bye.